everyone. Welcome to my podcast. Um, I'm so excited that you guys are here today and I'm excited to share my testimony with you today. So a brief little background. Some of you may know I did do a podcast episode last June and that was just about like body image and just how I've dealt with like um, uh, the undiagnosed eating disorder stuff I had and how I kind of like began to overcome that and stuff like that. So if you want to listen to that, it will be available wherever this one is available as well. And then for this one, I'm going to be calling it uh, Generation for God. And I'm going to be breaking it down into mini-series. The first mini-series I'm going to be doing is Growing Like Jesus and just how to be more Christ-like and grow um, to be more like Him in a world that is not that, in a world that is definitely just fallen apart. So... Today's intro episode is just going to be about my testimony and my story because I think it's really important to be just super open and honest with you guys um, about where I'm at with my journey and how far I've come uh, before like I start, you know, getting in and just sharing what's on my heart. So before I do get started with my story, there's a couple of things I do want to share. And the couple of things I just want to share before I get started is one, I will be talking about the undiagnosed eating disorder type of stuff that I did deal with because I know it's a touchy subject and hard to talk about. And trust me, like it's not easy in any way, shape or form to me to talk about or be super open about, but it is a part of my uh, testimony. It's a part of how um, I got to where I am today. So I think it's really important just to share that with you guys. And also just as you're listening to my story and um, don't compare it to your own because your story, your journey is purely your own, uh, for so many reasons. And God has you in the season you're in, um, because it's a part of your plan and your purpose that he's created for you before you were even born. So just continue to trust in him and pray, um, that his will be done in your life. Because, um, once you start doing that and just giving it all up to him and just trusting that he will work it all out. And even in like the sorrows and the pain and the suffering, like he's never left or forsaken you. And that suffering, that pain is not from God, but God will use it for his good and his glory because he never wants to see us suffer. But sometimes we need to go through that pain and stuff just to realize how good God is and like to even like help and transform people's lives. So just even if you're in a time of sorrow and suffering, just pray to God that he not only like delivers you from it, just pray that he is able to use you for something amazing in the future and use your story and your pain and whatever you're going through for good someday. And it may not happen right away. It may be years down the road. But it's just so important to know that even though it's hard and even though it seems easy to give up, like God can use your story. He can use any amount of pain or suffering for his good and his glory. And that is just so incredible that even though we may face this pain and we may, you know, just want to throw in the towel and just be done with it all. Like in the future, you could help someone or or more than one person just get through what they're going through. So um, just always remember that, and as I, like, go through my story, just, like, know that your story's not gonna be, like, mine or your neighbors, your friends, or your moms, your, like, whatever. It's gonna be purely your own, so don't compare yourself, like, sure, like, similar events may occur in your life, but your journey is gonna be completely your own, because God has a destiny, um, and a purpose for each and every one of us that is so different, 
but it's all for the glory of him and all um, to bring people home to his kingdom. So I'm just going to get started with saying all of that. So I've grown up in church my entire life. So I was no stranger to like the church scene and all of that. And I was going to youth group and winter retreats, summer retreats, all of that, like as soon as I was old enough to. So I was always like involved. And even like my dad does kids ministry ever since I can remember. So overall, like I was just very involved um, in the church along with my family. So even though like I was, you know, so involved and stuff like that, like doesn't mean like I didn't go through rough patches. I didn't go through questioning and stuff. And that's just like a connotation of um, just because you're a Christian, like your life's not going to be perfect. Like life is still life. Like you're going to have stress. You're going to have anxiety and rough patches and just you're going to face all of that. Like just because you're a Christian, you believe in God and all this other stuff doesn't mean that you're automatically exempt from that. Um, So of course, like I went went through a whole journey to be where I'm at today. And so my journey kind of, uh, my testimony of really coming to, becoming to know God the way I do today and not just Bible verses and stories, uh, starts in July of 2018 at a youth conference at the uh, University of Tennessee, Knoxville called Chick. And I went with my youth group and it was about like a week long trip. And at that conference is when, uh, God placed a calling on my life and that's when like my journey to becoming more serious about God kind of began and mind you even though that's where it began I still had struggles and it was a whole roller coaster um, of events to become how serious and stuff I've become about God and just how passionate um, that I am today so with that at the conference it was the first night and the speaker was Chris DeRusso, and he was just talking about callings and just like how you're not too old or too young to step into the calling of God and not let that fear um, hold you back and the anxiety and stuff of the world holding standards of, you know, whatever, just just stepping into your calling and not being afraid. So that night as he was like closing and praying and stuff, I just felt God be like, you're going to be a doctor in third world countries. And... To me, that just meant a lot because I'd always wanted to be something in the medical field or just be something to help people. Um, That's always something I wanted to do. And so, like, God telling me that I was going to go help these people that, you know, don't necessarily have the basic healthcare um, opportunities offered to them and just using it for God's glory so I'd be able to like heal them just physically but also just witness to them about God and just tell them about him and because you never know like they may never even heard of him or don't believe in him so that's what was the calling was placed on my life and I just took it and I ran with it and I just you know started um reading like my bible or just indulging myself in him and just trying to learn more about what I was going to do. So like I would attend, I attended a medical camp and just different things like that, just to explore like my options and explore, you know, what I was going to be doing uh, when I grew up. So after like conference, you know, I was just like, I had said, just said like indulging and just trying to learn more about this. 
and life hit when we went back to school. Like that Jesus high from the conference did fade out and school and reality hit and my time for God and you know the time that I had been making just kind of evaporated and so I was just kind of like took a step back into that lukewarm stage where like I still went to church youth group whatever but like I didn't make time for him outside of that and so the relationship with him just became kind of rocky and it was just very periodic and kind of only when I needed something in prayer wanted something in prayer And so as that kind of continued into 2019, um, in 2019, in summer, at my church, the altar team or the prayer team was at the front and, you know, they were offering to pray, like, you know, you could go up there and just be prayed for. So I went up there with my grandma and I got a prophetic word um, prayed over me or spoken over me and that... I was going to be a leader of my generation and I was going to turn my generation towards God and just be a part of just, you know, turning the people that are in the dark and lost and hurting into that light um, to show them the love and compassion that God has for them, no matter how far gone they may think they are, like, you're never too far gone for God. So that's what I was told is I was just going to be a leader in doing this and at that time I thought it was amazing but also like I didn't really know how that was going to work because I hadn't had a good relationship with God so how was God going to use this you know lukewarm mediocre relationship that I had with him how was he going to use that to transform me and just help me turn my generation back to him and so that's like I started to question I was like wait like what the heck like god like do you know who I am like at this point in my life I wasn't a super outgoing person um or anything like that so just hearing him say that I was like I I don't know about that one and I did have doubts like a hundred percent and as you know I just kind of took that and like processed it and I did start to kind of read my bible more just kind of like you know, testing the waters type of thing. But like my relationship with him didn't get any better or worse. It just kind of remained that lukewarm, uh, not really doing much outside of youth group and church on Sundays. So after that, in 2019, it was the fall semester of my junior year is when things just really took a downhill turn. And just a little warning. This is when I'm I'm gonna start talking about like the eating, uh, the undiagnosed eating disorder stuff. So, in the fall of, of 2019, I uh, really struggled with body confidence, just being confident in who I was, and just loving myself. So, in this time, like I don't really like talking about this, but like I need to share it, um, because as much as it's, as it is sad to see, like, that eating disorders and stuff like that are really common, um, you know, like, just hearing someone's story and just knowing that, like, you're not alone through this is just really important. So, in the fall semester, um, I, like, stopped 
bringing lunches to school and I just kind of started eating less and then it eventually evolved into me trying to make myself throw up using my fingers, toothbrush, you know, whatever would work. Um, I would try or if it didn't work, I would move on to the next thing and I had fallen down this rabbit hole of trying to make myself into what society wanted to me, me to be in order to be the societal standard of beautiful and perfect. And if I wanted to be genuinely loved by a guy and if I wanted to have a boyfriend and this and that, like, I was like, I need to achieve the standard of beauty. Then, like, I'll actually be genuinely beautiful and, like, perfect and, you know. But that's definitely not the case because when you struggle with um, your body confidence and you spiral into uh, an eating disorder like even though mine was never like diagnosed like it just um, was definitely there and definitely prevalent Um, and it's just it's genuinely horrible to like look back and see like I really did all of this to myself but like when you fall down this rabbit hole and you're willing to do anything to lose weight and make yourself a better person like you're willing to go to so many different extents, which is horrible that, like, any person would ever think that they have to deprive themselves of food or, like, make themselves throw up their food just to be skinny like that. To It really saddens and breaks my heart that so many, so many people deal with and struggle with that. Um, so this kind of last, for me, it lasted majority of the fall semester into the spring semester a little bit and eventually like trying to make myself throw up like didn't just kind of stopped working like my body had become like immune to like the gag reflex I guess you could say so like it just kind of stopped working and at this point I had become just really frustrated like why isn't this working like come on like so many other people do like it's fine and um so, like, once it kind of stopped working, I just stopped altogether and was just, like, I had, like, an epiphany type of thing. Like, why am I even doing this to myself? Like, what the heck? But, like, I still didn't really eat lunch and, like, that type of thing. So, and, like, even, like, majority of the time, like, I would eat sometimes breakfast, but, like, overall I just was eating not much. And... So, going into 2020, like, I still kind of struggled with this, and even though, like, I had kind of stopped trying to make myself throw up, like, the low body comments and the low self-esteem was very, very much prevalent, Um, and I was trying to find this satisfaction, trying to make myself feel better in every way possible, but turning to God, and that's... I believe is what just really hurt me the most is that I was trying to fill this empty void in this hole uh, with anything else with you know like making myself throw up trying to lose weight you know with whatever else it was like I wasn't I was just throwing the broken aspects of the world like broken um, glass into the wound like just it's like putting salt in the wound that's basically what I was doing I was taking like the worldly things 
and throwing it into the wound I had with um, that the body confidence and low self-esteem had created. So in February of 2020, I attended a Holy Spirit conference at my church. And that is kind of, you know, when I kind of started to reset my focus and just really like dive into God's word and just, you know, really just get to know him and build a good relationship with him and just restart that relationship that I had been building the previous um, year. So at this conference, I was up in the front with uh, the youth group that goes to my church and I'm just praising God, worshiping, you know, doing all that stuff. And a lady comes up to me and she goes, hey, can I pray for you and tell you something that God has placed on my heart? And I was like, yeah, like, go ahead. And she told me that I was going to have healing hands and with like the healing hands I have, like with God, like I can perform miracles and just heal people. And this to me, this is where I really realized that I need to better my relationship with God because I wanted to step into that calling and I wanted to be so on fire for him. And all these puzzle pieces like started to fit together into this big picture of what I was going to do um, for God's kingdom. And being a doctor in third world countries and being a leader um, for my generation and like having these healing hands like it all tied together in such an incredible way that in each individual time I did not understand what was going on and I was so confused but God knew that I was gonna figure out like he knew like it was just all in his timing and whatever but it was like that persistence of curiosity that always kept me wanting to know more even though my relationship with him was never ever close to perfect or where I wanted it to be it was that curiosity and that willingness to continue going to youth group in church and whatever else and even just periodically reading my bible even though I didn't have you know a good schedule of reading my bible and different things like that or even just praying but it was that willingness I had to keep just keep going even though I didn't have a good relationship with him. And so at this point, all these things are tying together and I'm really figuring it all out. So after this conference, after just being filled up with the Holy Spirit and just ready to go into 2020 and just ready for a good year, then the next month hit. And let me tell you, I know you guys all lived the pandemic but it was rough. It really, really was rough. And during this time, um, I started like in the end of March, like when we were all in lockdown, I started like working out like vigorously and just, you know, eating better, just doing whatever. Just, I was like, I was like, heck I'm home. I was like, I'm just going to work out, just better myself, whatever. But the working out became kind of toxic for me in the sense that all of the old thoughts had started to flood back of uh before the holy spirit conference and just like in the um last few months of like 2019 into 2020 and i didn't lose some weight like i started losing weight but then i was like well why am i not losing more weight and it was just little voice inside my head that was just telling me like yeah you might be bettering yourself you might be losing weight but it's not enough 
it's not good enough to be that just st- that standard of beautiful. It's not good enough to be loved by anyone. It's not good enough. And so that voice just was in my head saying, I'm not, you know, you're not good enough. Sure, you may feel so good about working out and you, you know, may be seeing results, but not good enough. And so that is when I fell down the rabbit hole again. And this time it went to a worse extent. You could technically call this like a relapse of um, the eating disorder stuff. And the reason why it was worse is because of this. I, one day, drove myself to Walmart and I took a stroll to the health supplement section where like the vitamins and all that are. And I looked for a bottle that said weight management. And I took that bottle off the shelf. And it's just the one I had done a little bit of research on before. And it said, weight management, metabolism support. And I was like, hmm. I was like, so I take this pill, you know, every day I work out, I eat less. Perfect. The perfect body will be coming my way soon. So that's what I did. A 17-year-old girl. I walked into Walmart. Grabbed these weight loss supplements off the shelf checked out and walked out no questions asked at the time I didn't think anything of it because I was like these pills are gonna help me weight lose weight like heck yeah but that is literally so dangerous and just kind of shows like the toxicity of our society, like how easy it was for me as a 17 year old, technically still a minor, to walk in a store, grab these weight loss supplements and walk out with nothing, else, no questions asked, no doctors, no, no, you know, referral, nothing. And heck, I didn't even know what was in these pills. I looked up online like best weight loss pills or whatever and it looked promising, so I grabbed it. And I started taking these pills, like, every day, every other day, working out. And then I started eating a little less, you know. And I did see results. And up until um, I stopped taking them, like, with the total from what I'd lost before. And then I lost about 10 pounds in total in, like, the span of a month, two months, two and a half months. And the reason I stopped taking these pills and I started to really just get my life back on track is my parents found these pills. Because I didn't tell them I was taking weight loss management pills. I didn't tell any of my friends. I didn't tell anybody. I just kept it to myself like it was no big deal. And that was the worst thing I could have done for myself because I didn't know what was in these pills. I didn't know the long-term, the short-term effects of it. And so when my parents found those pills, even though at the time I was so mad at them and upset with them because they didn't understand what I was going through, it was the best thing that could have happened to me. It was for this very reason that even though in the time I wanted to handle this all by myself and I'm going to do this by myself, I didn't need to be alone. I needed someone to talk 
get through with. I needed someone to help me. Because if I didn't get help, if my parents didn't find those pills, who knows what would have happened if I would have continued to take those pills. Because my mom looked it up later and like some of the ingredients in the pills were actually really damaging to your body. But I didn't know that. Because I saw the label and thought it was good enough. But as I talked about before, these pills, like this, it was like the salt in the wound. I was just taking that and just throwing it into the empty void. And it turned out to be salt in the wound, just making things worse. So after that, I just had a talk with my parents and I broke down during that talk. Because in that moment, I realized how dumb this was. How I was having this internal struggle with myself of not being good enough. It was that voice in my head that telling me that was telling me I wasn't good enough. Nobody had told me that. But I looked at the pictures on social media. I looked at the celebrities, the models, whatever it was. And I was just like, not good enough. Because I didn't look like them. And all of this happened right before I posted the podcast about body image. I just was not ready to talk about taking dietary supplements with the world when it was still really just fresh. But when I realized that, that's why I wanted to make a podcast just for people to know that like the image that society places on beauty and like the image that you have to be in that you know, that super skinny, super, you know, perfect and all of these different feature standards that they have is so unrealistic because half the time that is all Photoshop. Like the celebrities and stuff, they're not perfect either. They have their flaws, their insecurities. So when I realized that my identity is not in that and not in trying not trying to achieve this Photoshop standard beauty. But when I realized that my identity is not in that, but in Jesus Christ, that's when my life changed. Because I stopped running and stopped chasing worldly, this worldly standard. And I gave it up to God. And I chased his standard because his opinion, frankly, is the only one I care about. Because the things and people of this world are not eternal. The opinions that society has in the just general standard that they have for people is not gonna last so why would I live my life unhappy trying to achieve the standard of beauty when I can be perfectly happy living through my identity in Jesus and so that summer is when I really just worked on bettering myself to just become a follower of Christ even more, even stronger. And throughout this whole time, like, I still went to church and youth group and all of that, like, as much as we could because it was a pan- in a pandemic. But, like, I still did all of that. Just my focus, just because I did those things, I went to those things, my focus still wasn't in him. Because my focus was in trying to be a smaller size and trying to lose weight. So, we flash forward to November of 2020, and throughout this whole time, like, I really worked on my relationship with God, and I really started reading my Bible more, and just diving in, and doing Bible studies with myself, and just knowing and growing in Him, 
so in November of 2020, on um, November 14th, I attended a youth conference at my uh, church at the North Campus called Momentum Tour. And at that conference, just hearing the message and hearing everything is when I decided to really reset, like publicly proclaim that I was going to like reset my focus and just give my whole life to God. So I stood up along with like, I think it was like 51 other kids and just gave my life to God again. And sure, I'd done it so many times in the past. Like, like I said, like I've grown up in church my entire life, but this time for me, it meant something so different and I didn't do it just to do it or I didn't do it because I felt obligated to do it because I was a Christian and I'd gone, I've been going to church my whole life in youth group. I did it because I was ready to do it and I knew what it meant to do that and I was done with the pain and hurting of this world and everything that I'd gone through and I was ready just to get rid of that and step into this new life because I didn't want to be defined by this borderline eating disorder and stuff that I faced and this the hurt and the pain and the loneliness that I faced when I was dealing with this. I didn't want to deal with that anymore and I didn't want that to define me. Because frankly, when you step into that identity in Jesus and you step into that new life and you step into his calling, your past doesn't define you because God has the final say on everything. And that your past has nothing to do with who you, like your future. Like sure, it helped you become the person you are today, But it's also about letting go of that hurt and pain and continuing forward in God's plan for your life. And so from that point on in November is when I really started being so open about being a Christian. And I started posting more on social media and just letting whatever came to my heart and to my mind out there. Because God didn't, or Jesus didn't die for us in private. He died for us in public. So we need to stop worshiping and and praising him in private and proclaim it to the world because this world is so far gone and so broken and hurting that they need a savior. And the savior is not found in worldly things or idolizing like celebrities or whatever. But it's found in Jesus. Like through him, all things are possible. So that's why I stopped caring what the world said I was or wasn't and just sharing to everyone about God as much as possible has become my top priority because I want as many people to know the love and compassion and overall goodness of God because the gift of eternal life that he has given us Everyone deserves an opportunity to get, and everyone has that opportunity, but some people just don't know about it. So sharing that opportunity with people and just letting them know that this gift is here if they want it. It's just so incredible that we get the opportunity to step out in faith and be bold in a world that says that if you're not, if you're not, you know, this size, you're not beautiful. If you're this size, you're too big. In a world that confines us to specific things based on how we look. 
because that's not the case because how we look is how we look. God, we are created in the image of God. And that to me, that automatically makes every single person absolutely beautiful and are handsome in their own way. Because God created us in our mother's womb. He created us. He created our purpose and our plan for our life. He does not make mistakes. And sure in the time, I didn't realize it when I was going through this. Because I was in a dark, dark place. But it's the aftermath that I realized going through this that I am fearfully and wonderfully made in the image of God. And that to me is the best thing that could ever happen. And that is way better than being so unhappy and trying to conform myself to fit into society because frankly I don't want to fit into this society I want to stand out and just be bold because conforming to society is basically saying that the things of this world are better and the things of this world are okay well some things may be okay but some things you know may be good but it's not going to last forever because the thing is, is what I've realized throughout my whole journey and the ups and the downs and the roller coaster is that in the off chance that God comes tomorrow or, to, or comes tonight and I want to wait till tomorrow, it's too late. So just step out in faith and just be bold and share about God because who cares what people think? The opinion of people, to me, has lessened. And I don't care about it as much because their opinion doesn't affect me in any way, shape, or form. Sure, it might hurt or make me sad or whatever. But, like, in the grand scheme of things, when God decides to bring his people home, what someone said to me two years ago or what someone said to me last week that was mean or awful or rude will not affect me in any way, shape, or form. Even, like, next month or a couple years down the road, like, the negative things that people say to you and, you know, like, will not affect you. Because you're, when you step into that calling and you step into that identity of God, like, you're always gonna be good. Like, you're always gonna have this amazing, like, faith and just amazing opportunities and just, I know it's cliche, but just literally just killing them with kindness. Because even like Jesus in the Bible, like the Pharisees and stuff, they didn't like him. They resented him. They hated him. But Jesus was never mean to them. He still had love for them. And we still need to have love for everyone, no matter how rude or mean. And I know that is so hard to hear. But just having that love and compassion for everyone really does help because you never know what someone may be going through like sure they said that nasty comment but may they may be and probably are hurting beyond belief so just still just having that compassion like jesus had for everyone even when the people that didn't like him and even now the people that don't believe him and the people that say he's not real like god still loves them he doesn't oh you don't love me well i hate you i'm gonna send my wrath down he doesn't do that Because he's not that type of God. So what this whole journey has taught me is that why are we to judge people and say mean comments and be rude to people when we ourselves are not perfect? And like even like 
me going through what I went through has helped me realize that more because nobody knew that I was struggling with like this like no one knew I was like I would be all happy and good and then I'd go home and make myself throw up or that yeah sure I was working out and it appeared to be healthy but I was taking dietary pills on the side nobody knew this so that's why we can't sit and judge people because we don't know what's going on behind closed doors we really don't so just continue to share God with people because God can really transform someone's life and help them so, so much. And also, like, even sharing your testimony and your story, no matter how small you may think it is, every testimony is so powerful in its own way. And just because you think that it's small and it's not really big thing, it could help someone. Because someone could be going through a similar situation or similar feelings and just them hearing that they're not alone and that God helped you through whatever is incredible for them because it's gives them hope and just peace that they are not alone and just letting them know that they always have a savior and they always have a father to run to because God doesn't leave or forsake us no matter how much we mess up or how much we struggle with different things he loves us at our darkest and he loves us at our best So that's my story and that's my testimony. And yeah, sure, it was a roller coaster. And I don't know, some of you may not like think it's like that important or whatever. And like a lot of people do go through eating disorders. But to me, my story has changed me and allowed me to be the person I am today. The person, the girl that who literally just not even quite a year ago was struggling with just being confident in who they are to to a girl who stepped into her identity in, in Jesus and God and just become this person that's so wanting to share about God and tell everybody about God and just how good and amazing he is and how he transforms lives. I've stepped into the kingdom to serve him, to serve the creator of the entire universe. And yeah, like I still face struggles and I still face sad times and stress and whatever it may be. But I choose joy because joy is not defined by your circumstances. I still choose joy no matter what. Because choosing joy just makes life so good. Even when I feel like giving up, like sure, I do get sad sometimes. But in the end, I choose joy. So that's my story and that's how I've grown to become the person I am in this moment. And I definitely, my story is not done yet. And I'm so excited to see where God takes me in the future. And I know that it won't be easy and there will be struggles and hardships and whatever. But just having that trust in him and knowing that all my struggles and stuff, he's worked out and it's finished is absolutely amazing to me but I just can't even fathom that God even has a plan for me out of all the people that have ever walked to this earth and all the people to come he has a plan for me and for you to do good for his kingdom
So that's that. And I thank you guys if you did stick around for the whole thing. I appreciate it. I know it was kind of long, but I just really felt the need in my heart to share all of that with you guys. So I'm just going to close in prayer. So, Dear Heavenly Father, thank you so much for this opportunity to share this with the world, basically. Thank you for encouraging me and just being giving this courage and this bravery to step out of my comfort zone and share my story with people. Because even though I don't understand why you want me to do this, but I know that it's for the good of the kingdom of God. And I know it's for your glory. And I pray that this impacts people and just inspires people to share their stories and just be open. Because even though they may have past failures in their testimony, but it doesn't define who they are. And it can help so many people. So I pray that people just be filled up with your spirit and just filled up and have a fire burning inside them to share about you and just encourage people to come home to the kingdom of you. And sharing just maybe a verse here or there or just texting that person that they know is going through a rough time and just letting them know that they're always there for them, not even them, just God's always there for them even when they feel alone. And I pray that we all in 2021 just take that step into boldness and we take that step into our callings that you have placed on our lives and we just wholeheartedly trust in you no matter how hard life may get and it may seem because having that trust in you it's an unbelievable thing and lives can be so so transformed and I pray that people really just take a second to breathe and just listen to what you're telling them. Because we are so quick uh, to speak, but we need to be uh, quick to listen and slow to speak. Because while we may be wanting to listen to what you have to say to us, we may be talking over and just questioning when all we need to do is take a step back and just be silent. And I pray all of this in your mighty name. Amen. So thank you guys again for staying. And I hope you guys have a great rest of your day. And I cannot wait to post more um, podcasts in the future.